Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds. Steve Harness. And cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. Welcome to the program, The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. First program, first podcast of 2024. That's right. The new year is upon us and we're into the triple digits. This is episode 101. Ah, oh, it feels good too, dude. It feels real good. I feel like we're legitimate at this point, right? I think that's a good threshold. I think a lot of the reputable podcasts have 100 plus, so uh, yeah, yeah, we're in that category. Welcome and to it. New year, which I'm feeling good about. Yeah, you are feeling real good about this. I got to tell you, dude, this uh, new year kind of came and went for me in one sense, where I usually have a lot more reflection on on the past year and the year ahead, and uh, I was kind of I don't know. I, I just kind of felt vanilla about it all, to be honest with you. And I need change in my life. I need change in my career. I need, you know, different changes in life. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, you get to in those places where you feel a little too overwhelmed to think about it sometimes. Is that true? Yeah, that's called 2023 for me. So uh, <laughs> I'm ready for a fresh beginning. And this is not some New Year's resolution garbage. It, it, it's coincidentally lining up that way. But the holidays kind of suck for me in a lot of ways. Like my Christmas with the kids and all that was good. But there was a lot of deep darkness that kicked in over the holidays and uh it sort of snapped me into a different mode where i'm just ready to kill it this year personal life professional life health life all of it like i'm uh, i'm more motivated than usual grabbing your bootstraps and pulling them up huh damn right so, yeah. uh, inspire us steven inspire us part of my resolution is i need to gain weight <laughs> i know you guys don't want to hear that <laughs> I'm like 15 I, pounds underweight at the moment. I, I, I could teach you how to do that pretty easily. Right. So Yeah, get well, this, thing. Bruce. Steve's it. like, uh, I lost two pounds, and I don't know what happened. I ate Taco Bell one night. I don't know what happened. I'm like, dude, you got to put Taco Bell down for a month before you plan to gain any weight. I mean, start all, eating I, crappy. I love the a, lack of sympathy that you're both <laughs> I, I understand I'm where you're coming from. I'm just offering my services to... Teach you on how to gain weight. That's all. Well, see, I want to gain it intelligently. I don't want to just go eat McDonald's for a week straight and like balloon up. Like, I oh gotta, no, I'm talking. I'm talking yeah. about things like steak and like you know, just like protein. Big, yeah, exactly. Protein to, to build muscle and right. that sort of thing. You know, yeah. I mean, I oh, eat more I've than been avoiding fast food. So that was my point to Nick. Of like, I'm back to trying to eat normal after this terrible month and uh you know I, I had a surgery we'll talk about that one of these days maybe but it messed my whole system up so i'm like yeah. i mean normally even ate taco bell last night and somehow i'm losing weight again like this is weird but I are you will. eating enough dude what are your portions like that's what i would like to ask you because a lot of the uh a lot of my issue for being overweight is portion control yes are yeah. you eating enough no i'm probably not taking in enough calories right now and I'm back to working out, and uh, we got a, almost a foot of snow at my house last night, so I'm back to shoveling. And so, yeah, I got up to like 180, and then I weighed myself today, and back down to like 177. Like that's not okay. So. Well, you know, I don't it's know what it's normally like for you, uh, but being a bigger guy, I can fluctuate a couple of pounds if I weigh on a Friday and then weigh on a Saturday. Yeah. Sometimes I weigh three pounds less or two pounds less. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there is some ebb and flow, but given that I'm sort of back to eating normal and whatnot, I expected it to be ticking up, uh, so I don't know. I don't want to come off as unsympathetic, dude. I understand <laughs> that you're trying to get your weight up. I'm just no, saying. listen, I understand. People, oh, you got to gain weight. Oh, <laughs> great. But yeah, 15 pounds underweight, that's not cool. 20 pounds underweight is where your organs start like taking on stress and whatnot. So Yeah. yeah. But well, yeah. you can do it. You can my do mental it. health, that's the much bigger hurdle than my health world to get over. So, But I'm motivated for that as well. Well, I, I want to know, are you back on coffee? Uh, I am. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had I to take some time off. but I'm That was an existential right crisis you were having there, Steve. It was. And I'm, I, I've realized I'm not physically addicted to coffee. I went weeks without drinking coffee. I never got a headache. I never was craving it. Like, you know, jittery craving it. But I yeah. just enjoy having coffee. So... It's a, a mental addiction, if anything. It's, yeah. It doesn't seem to be physical. Yeah. Well, that's good. So there's that. 
And uh, uh, the kids got you uh, Snickers coffee for a Christmas present, and I knew you gave it a shot. They were excited. Did you think, uh, or did all of you combined think that it was going to taste like a Snickers bar? Is that what you envisioned? Yeah, I figure it would have hints of chocolate and nuttiness or something, yeah. And but it didn't necessarily. It smells like a Snickers bar for sure. Uh, I definitely picked up on the chocolate and the nuttiness to it, but I got one cup in. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of enough. you know. So it's on my emergency shelf now. There you go. When I ran out of the good stuff. And my kids both had a cup too because they were dying to know. And Crosby, I don't think he's ever drinking coffee before. So Did he get amped up or what? Yeah, he, he took a few sips. It was like, this is disgusting. Why do people drink this? <laughs> testing. He was uh, testing the waters of becoming a grown man, Crosby. It was the same way. You know, used to think yeah. it was gross. So. And yes, yeah, speaking of Crosby, we had some good uh, sporting experiences over the break. I mean, we got to watch the Niners. Uh, we got to watch my Lions play. Uh, when I say my Lions, I, I have a love-hate relationship with that team. But he was impressed by the Lions because they uh, they go for it on fourth down like 50-something percent of the time. Like, yeah. they, uh, they have uh, no fear for that. So, yes, yeah, so we were watching all that. And then, of course, there were some big college games, which Crosby's now even trying to get into college football. And I told him, Wolverines playing in the Rose Bowl New Year's Day. You better watch that, buddy. And <laughs> he did. And, uh, that was a good game. Yeah, that was exciting, too. So, uh, Wolverines and then, Nick, any other uh, interesting college teams out there playing football right now? Boy, dude, the Huskies played one. I mean, that was a bad boy of a game, right? I mean, I uh, was on my the edge of my seat for a lot of the game. Uh, they played some Longhorns. I hate Texas. I hate Texas. Uh, if you're listening in Texas, I apologize. I hate Texas as a state. Uh, I I hate I hate everything about Texas, <laughs> and right. I got into a lot of arguments uh, over that uh, on Sunday. But do you know what uh, I love about Texas? Real quick, though, do you know who they blamed their loss on against who? the Huskies? Oh, Ted Cruz. They're saying he showed up to the game just like some other game he showed up to, and they all claimed that he jinxed them. So they're oh, all pissed off like at Ted that. Cruz for showing up to the game. <laughs> well, Brewski knows Greg Abbott wouldn't stand for that, would he? He wouldn't go to that game. He would not. Not at all. <laughs> what a game, dude. And, I mean, it was down to the wire where uh, the Huskies pulled ahead by a couple of touchdowns. And, uh, I don't know, they started getting goofy. They started uh, playing around, and, and, yep. and I was really annoyed by it. I was like, what are you guys doing? Just and run they, the damn ball. Hand the ball to the – to, to Dylan Johnson and run the clock down. That's all you had to do. It's all you had to do. And you got cute and you almost paid the price for it. I mean, yep. it was lining up as the perfect storm of, you know, people getting hurt and the clock not stopping. And and uh, they almost paid the ultimate price for it. And I, I looked at Rachel with, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds left. And I was like, we're going to lose this game. I don't. I have no faith. That, I mean, it would be the Washington way to go, right? As we always uh, choke at the end, but they pulled it off, dude. They pulled it off, and nice. uh, now we're going to be uh, playing your Wolverines. It's going right. to be nice and fun, little, right? Uh, intervocal minority rivalry, <laughs> yes. college level Wolverines versus Huskies. Who do you pick, Bruski? Bruski is our uh, sports aficionado. Yeah. Uh, out of the two, uh, I mean, stats wise, what's your knowledge wise? Who do you pick for the game? I picked the Huskies in this game. No, and the reason, okay. and the reason, the, and the reason why is 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 comes down to one person, and that's Michael Penix. He's my, he's my, incredible, is he not incredible? Yeah, and and the thing about it is, is that he's unflappable. Based just on stats, I have to go with number one, Michigan, obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as I've been talking about with Crosby, any given Sunday or for college, any given Saturday, like, yeah, yeah, anyone can win. And, yeah. you know, turnovers and dumb moves and, you know, who knows? So. Sure. It's going to be a fun game. I'll say that. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah. And maybe Crosby will start to uh, enjoy. I've always said I enjoy college football more than the NFL. Mm-hmm. And my mom has started to get in. She's all, she's a big NFL fan, but she's started to get into college football more. Some of the rules are different. The game plays a little yeah. differently. Uh, I wonder if Crosby will pick up on that and enjoy college ball 
or the NFL. Yeah, he's definitely been bit by the football bug. He's trying out for the team next year, freshman year in high school, and is really, you know, he's practicing, he's working out, he's really loving football. So it's cool to watch his knowledge base expand and teams expand. He never watched the Lions play once, and, you know, now he's kind of intrigued by them. And So, yeah, it's very cool. He did throw uh, another theoretical question at me about football. Can we uh, dissect it real quick and then get into our news? So a couple episodes ago, he had asked the question, could um, could the best college football team beat the worst NFL team? I thought that they could. The best college team could beat the worst NFL team. Both of you guys felt strongly that no way the worst NFL team would destroy the best college team, right? That's right. Yes. So his new question, I didn't even know this was a thing. So Brewski, confirm or deny, every NFL team has a practice team that scrimmages against their guys in, in practice. There's a practice. There's a practice squad, yes. So his question was, could the best practice squad in the NFL beat the worst NFL team? And he feels the best practice team could beat the worst NFL team. I told him that was absurd, that these are either college washouts or people that weren't good enough to be in the NFL. So what's your answer to the question? Could the no. best practice squad in the NFL beat the worst NFL team? If you could, I suppose, put an all-star squad together from practice squads around from all no. the teams around there. The best then, teams, the best one currently working for whoever, the yeah. Niners, the Ravens, whatever the best well, but yeah, practice the, squad But the, 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 the problem is that you don't have a full team, offense and defense. Assume you uh, did. I, I would say no. Because if they because if they were players that would make a difference to the NFL team, they would be on the active roster. Thank you. That where does Crosby point. come up with these? Uh, where does he come <laughs> up with these? Are they? Is it just something that he wishes, or he's like, yeah, I bet they could. I mean, is it, or is he coming at it with some studying? I don't know where my son gets this from, but he spends a lot of time <laughs> in his head contemplating the world and scenarios. It's odd. Tell him it's yeah. dangerous. It can be right. dangerous. All right. Yes, but, it can be. So I don't know. He just comes up with these things, and he loves debating and dissecting them. So, so I'm with say, uh, Uncle Nick. I'm with Brewski. I mean, it's just it, it is what it is. I mean, every once in a while, like Brewski said, someone will come up from the squad. They'll go up and down, but the whole team, and they don't have a whole team. So if they did, I don't think they uh, they couldn't, or they would be on the team. Consistently. All right. We're all on the same page. So thanks for having my back, guys. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We're well-rounded, just like a ball. It is 2024, The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski. See our webpage, thevocalminority.net. And you know what time it is. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. (laughs) Yeah. First of 2024. All right, there's way too much news going on, so let's get into some of this. Uh, Let's start off with Trump. Trump will do it all. Um, You know, we had talked previously um, about this thing in New York where sex offenders, uh, women were able to file charges against, you know, uh, uh, people that had sexually abused them. The the window had reopened. all these limitations were gone. Right, for this limited window. So we were talking about all these nervous male celebrities that, you know, some of them did get charges filed against them. Some of them are probably sitting at home going, woof, made it out of that somehow. Well, we're about to have a whole new version of that. Uh, A judge has ordered the release of documents identifying Jeffrey Epstein's associates. Uh, The identifying documents uh, are expected to reveal the names of anywhere from 150 to 200 of his associates. Some may have been on the plane on that island. Some may just be in his atmosphere. But a whole bunch of names are about to be released in Epstein's little circle. Uh, they have been released. I mean, in a lot of ways. Uh, there's all. been a, a lot of people who have uh, have been talking about it. Well, some people have volunteered it up, yes. including some of the famous ones. Uh, Bill Clinton has acknowledged that, yes, he did spend time with Epstein, but claims not on the island. Um the FAA records, the flight records for Epstein's private plane, those have yeah. now been released. Right. And we're seeing some of the names on there. And guess who shows up more times than he's ever acknowledged before? Uh, Trump. Oh, I'm, I'm right here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump's name is showing up on these flight logs way more than he ever acknowledged before. You know, he had publicly acknowledged the trip he took with Marla and with little Don Jr. when he was like 11 on Epstein's right. plane. But we already know now the numbers don't add up. The numbers that he admitted to uh, are fewer than we now see on these flight logs. So I cannot wait for the full thing to be released to see exactly what Trump's involvement was or wasn't. Probably making love. 
Are you saying that that he underreported or maybe <laughs> hid how how often he did that? Falsified <laughs> records? I am Is that shocked. what you're talking about? I'm shocked, I tell you. Now, what are the odds that Donald Trump on all these flights was not going to what on one of these trips was not going to that island and banging underage girls? Come well, on, right? dude. Of course. Well, you, of course. You know, well, there were some of his defenders who said that Donald was going to that island to rescue those girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It's just like uh, you know, uh, have you ever watched that show uh, you know, it uh, become a pedophile that Chris Hansen, you know, yeah, catch a yeah. predator. Yeah, exactly. Predator. Yeah. Uh, you know, people would get caught and they'd be like, I was coming to minister to these. I, you know, I was I was so worried about her. Like, yes, of course you were, Donald. I was well, coming to help her, help her into my pants. <laughs> but there was, there was one there was one guy who went to that that got caught there and he's like He's like, did you uh, did you know that she was underage? He's like, yeah. You think I drove 500 effing miles <laughs> to, exactly. to, to bang someone that, that, that of my own age? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I knew he was caught. Yeah, you know? go on. And this will be another great example to see if conservatives are going to be hypocrites or not. Because as we saw with the Dylan Mulvaney stuff, all of these conservatives seem to think that transgendered people are somehow all pedophiles. Mm-hmm. And they're all going after the kids. And that's what all the conservatives try to say is wrong with being transgendered. Over and over you say it. And right. one has nothing to do with the other. It's of like course. talking about eating fruit and gaining weight. Like, it's it's not, no, dude, it doesn't happen. Statistically speaking, could some portion of transgender people also be pedophiles? Yes, just like some portion of plumbers, lawyers, whatever. Priests. Right, but all transgendered are obviously not pedophiles. But the crux of that is we're protecting the children. We want to protect underage people. So what are you going to say when it turns out Trump's been visiting the, uh, you know, the Lolita Express, as they call it? We know how loyal they are, dude. I don't think it's going to, they're unshakable. It's it's not going to matter. It won't matter at all. No, but... But yeah, and we'll see what other names. Aaron Rodgers, some for some reason, threw Jimmy Kimmel under the bus yesterday, saying that Kimmel's name is going to be on there. Well, and Kimmel already last night tweeted, like, never met the guy, never been on the plane, no association, keep it up, uh, you'll, I'll see you in court. Like, where well, is this coming from? Well, here's the thing, though. So um, Rodgers is being a red ass with Kimmel because Kimball's been making jokes about him because Rogers is anti-vax, obviously. And so Kimball's been making jokes about him. Well, Rogers said that yesterday on Pat McAfee's show about Jimmy Kimmel. And today, Pat McAfee got on the air and because ESPN told him he had to do it. And he's like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second here. You know, I think Aaron was just kind of talking some crap and and he's just being, you know, busting balls and and that sort of thing. And, you know, we nobody ever said this. And I hope there's a defamation suit for it dude i really yeah. do i sue him jimmy sue him that, the, one of the definitions of slander is you can't just say you know someone's a moron but if you say they're mentally handicapped like you have to be specific you have to say they have a, they have a drug problem a drinking problem aaron Rodgers accused him of having sex with minors that's a very specific accusation that is definitely yeah. slander worthy if it proves not to be true because that's the other thing. It has to be a false statement. 100%. Are you a sex offender? Which I think yeah. that uh, Jimmy Kimmel would probably, I would imagine he'd say no. I mean, I don't know the guy's inner personal stories, but well, I doubt it, dude. Okay? Right. Well, and if you think about it, when Epstein was at the height of having people going to the island, what was Jimmy Kimmel doing at that time? He was working at K-Rock in L.A. Yeah, I was going to say, he wasn't famous yet. Yeah. No, not at all. He was working at K-Rock yeah. in L.A. Him and Adam Carolla were. Right. So, But you could, the- I mean, you think about this, Brewski. It would have been more likely that back then when he was doing the man show with Carolla that he would have, uh, you know, maybe gone on the plane with Epstein because he thought it was going to be great. Didn't yeah, but Bruce exactly is right. He was. wasn't at the level to be invited on the Epstein jet. Exactly. I agree. I, I mean, agree. You, you look at the people who were who who were hobnobbing with them, including Alan Dershowitz. Let's yeah. let's forget him. He's right there. Yeah. Yes. I saw some great little web video where this guy was analyzing some of the names, and there was a, an acronym AS, I think it was, that kept showing up. And somewhere in the log, one time they put the guy's full name, and the guy researched him, and he died of mysterious causes a year or two ago. Adam something, yes. uh, you well, know, yeah. It's, so, isn't it crazy that he's dead? Yeah. Well, he, here's my thing: is that Jocelyn Maxwell now feeling like a complete idiot for not just turning everybody everything she could over because here's the thing she comes from a family with huge money and she could pay for private security to keep herself alive turn everything over 
And if somebody comes after you, you've got private security to keep you alive the rest of your life. You're safe. She's, I mean, obviously she's, she's so sick in so many ways, right? It just we'll start with the one where she was trafficking children. Uh, but she's got to be mental. I mean, she's got to be mental. She, no, we can't be assuming she'll make What kind of woman helps decisions. groom underage women for men to go bang on an island? What kind of woman would do that to another woman? No, I don't know. I don't know one of them, dude. Not that I know. Right. Steve, imagine this, dude. Uh, you're a person who believes in like putting sage in uh, a room that needs a little cleansing, right? Oh, God. Eh, you a mat? Oh, kind of. Okay. Listen, every woman I've been with for the last several years is so into that. So I've got sage in my house. I think it smells terrible. And quite frankly, <laughs> the, the, my, you know, Dottie left sage here. So do I now have to sage her sage? Because it's all, I don't know. Uh, you got to throw that sage away and get new sage <laughs> and then throw that I sage bet. away. Right. I tolerate I sage. I don't know that I endorse it. So. The thing yeah. I was thinking about is that mansion, dude. That Epstein mansion, can you imagine what the energy flowing through there is? Every single night had to be the most disgusting thing you could ever think about was just happening in every room of that house for years. Yes, it was the underage Playboy Mansion, essentially. That's the other disturbing thing on that flight log. It always lists like, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, Maxwell, Donald Trump, one woman, two women. Like, yes, just, no, never the names of those right. underage women. Get over here, Nick. No, I'm not going, dude. I'm not going on that island. <laughs> None of us have ever been on that plane. So no, dude. I feel safe in that assertion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, we'll get the full list, dude. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Trump has been there over and over and over. Yes. Well, we know he's been there, but what did he do? That's what we can't prove, right? Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what accusations are in these court filings. You never we'll know see. who's going to be on the list. We'll have to wait and see. But the funny thing is, in closing, to think about Kimmel saying, like, I never met the guy. Like, Trump said the same thing, only there's pictures of you, like, dancing, <laughs> getting it down with him and stuff like that. Like, right. I don't think you'll find a picture of Jimmy Kimmel and Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. And there's also a video of uh, Trump saying, that, saying, quote, Jeffrey likes very beautiful girls uh and more a lot of them are on the younger side yes yeah yep so gross dude so gross well good luck to you gentlemen this is need to know news news you need to know start the news chant please come on news 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 do you worry at all you're gonna be on that list when it comes out you stinky bastard. Uh, I'm talking about Look Donald up. Trump. I'm talking about <laughs> Donald Trump. Uh, obviously, did I said stinky bastard. I wish I was at the status level to be invited on the jet, but no. <laughs> so you can down the no, offer. Obviously. Of course, yes. Obviously, yes. Uh, we've known for a little while now that uh, people have called uh, Donald Trump Trumpy Dumpty. Uh, he dumps in his pants and uh, everything else. He poops his pants a whole bunch. And I mean, so much as so that... Even his conservative followers know this because they now talk about Joe Biden pooping his pants, which I don't know where this came from, dude. Can you believe that when we were in elementary school learning about the presidents, you know, Lincoln and Washington, that we would have ever had a conversation about presidents pooping their pants? Right. Washington had wooden teeth, apparently, which is not entirely true. But uh, yeah, but Trump dumps his pants and so does Biden, apparently. And it's not. When you first brought this up on the show, I didn't actually think there was a lot of credibility to it, but I've seen enough firsthand testimony now from people that worked on The Apprentice or in the administration, the video clips of Feinstein when he's sitting next to Feinstein and you hear it and she looks at him and like curls her nose up like... And I he kind of stumbles on his words. Like, it's obvious that things are happening. And he's wearing he, a diaper. That's become yeah. clear, too. Mm-hmm. If you think this is funny... Keep laughing. Keep laughing. Real funny, huh? If any one of you doesn't respect me, you'd have a big dump in your pants. Well, Donald <laughs> Trump obviously doesn't respect you. So let's listen in on Noel Kassler. This is a former celebrity apprentice staffer that talks about Trump and his diapers. This is uh, the, the most in-depth conversation that came out first, so I'll give credit to Noel Kassler. The diapers is not a joke. It depends. You know, diaper Don is trending, but it's based in reality. He would often soil himself on the apprentice set. He's incontinent from all the speed, all the Adderall he does, the cocaine that he's done for decades. You know, all that stuff has a laxative and it has an effect on your bowels. And his are 
uncontrollable. He's worn diapers since probably the 90s, but I saw it firsthand in the 2000s on Celebrity Apprentice in late 2000s, and we'd have to uh, stop the show and change him, you know, and that was Keith Schiller's job. He would take him off set, he would wipe him down, our nickname for Keith was Wet Wipes. It's not a joke, it's happened several times. You've seen it happen while he's in office. You've seen he was in the Oval Office with Erdogan, and you could clearly hear him sort of evacuating himself He did it in front of Senator Feinstein at a press conference. So he he does it and he almost sits there like an unaware of it. You know, and I one time I saw Ivanka have to go kind of whisper in his ear and then Keith came and took him off stage. He'll also do it in a rage. And this is where it gets really drug related. He'll start to freak out. You know, one time there was the word arbitrage on a cue card. And he started screaming that the, you know, the script department was setting him up. You're setting me up. And he just freaked out and then very loudly evacuated his bowels. And you could smell it, you know, and the guy who was holding the boom mic was tearing up. So when you hear Diaper Don, it's not a joke. He's lost control of his bowels. He's lost control of his brain. That's who he is. Diaper Don. Diver Don, dude. And by the way, why does somebody have to wipe him down? Why can he not wipe himself down? He's that rich. Please be a champion and wipe him down. He can't really reach around. He's he's got a lot of girth there in the middle, you know? When I hear the terminology, he evacuates himself, it doesn't seem like a little shart or a little oopsie poopsie, right? It sounds like an explosion. Yes, we all know that guy's full of crap, so you can't keep all of that in all the time. <laughs> and, think, and think about all the McDonald's he eats all the time. Right. Oh, we dude. know he doesn't have a good diet, so yeah. Like, and ooh. all the Diet Cokes. Yes. Oh, he's got terrible, terrible. And then, like uh, Noel Castor says, all the drugs. I mean, we've taken, all of us on this program have taken prescription drugs that have altered the way our stomach works and the way we poop you can't poop you poop too much like if he's doing these hardcore drugs in that volume and eating like that these stories have got i mean i believe them 100 percent. i do i bet the farm on it yeah like i said heard it from enough sources now we can tell he's wearing diapers i mean you know so by the way there's no evidence biden's wearing diapers or does this routinely no one's testified to that he rides bicycles for gosh sakes on a regular basis (laughs) i mean you you can't do you can't i mean you couldn't hide that if you were riding a bike no No. this is just conservatives are embarrassed by that little factoid so they're well uh, you know what about is biden does it too like you know well it's just funny that it is so playground like you pooped your pants no i didn't you pooped your pants like come on that's why i didn't believe this at first it sounds so juicy juvenile but mm, seems to be true actually he does <laughs> right. poop his pants on a regular basis noel castler the guy from the apprentice uh is he was talking for longer than i just played for you but he says it's uh, one moment in the 90s he was on wwf wrestling and yes. he pulls a screenshot of it and he at some point slant either is slammed on a table or slams someone on a table and he's laying there and he's wearing a tuxedo and you can just see the huge diaper in the back of his pants in this tuxedo he's like yeah. this has been going on for decades now yeah. we've all seen the picture of him on the golf course uh yes. from behind where he's got the brown streak going right down his shirt and into his shorts like oh what do you think that comes from can you imagine your hot ass daughter having to come over and whisper in your ear like daddy you just pooped your pants <laughs> <laughs> You got to go no, get cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this diaper dawn thing happened a little while ago. This has been a thing for a while. Well, uh, last week, Smellgate comes out as uh, Adam Kinzinger uh, goes and puts out uh, a tweet talking about, I don't know why people have not brought this up, but Donald Trump himself as a human being or lack thereof has a t- foul smell. This is how that went down. Surprised how people close to Trump haven't talked about the odor. It's truly something to behold. Wear a mask if you can. And Donald Trump responded to that, and he had his team go after you and say, no, Kinzinger is the one who's smelly. Let's just start with your post, the odor, the stench, the stink. How bad is it? What do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, it's not good. I mean, think about uh, the best way to describe it. I, I've tried to like, so take like armpits, ketchup, uh, like a butt and kind of put it in a blender and makeup and put that all in a blender and you bottle that as a cologne. That's kind of that. 
I've been amazed that, you know, everybody's just kind of like learning about this now. The odor's the odor. You know, I think that needs to stay alive. People need to keep talking about it because he's the kind of guy that would use something like that all the time against other people. He needs a taste of his own medicine. Adam Kinzinger, a former American politician, senior political commentator for CNN, uh, went on for a long time talking about the way he smells so bad. Why aren't people talking about this? He what a great so description. Armpits, <laughs> ketchup, butt, and makeup all blended together. <laughs> Oh, I feel bad for ketchup. Why is that on that list? Like, I could just see someone being like, well, you smell that? What is that? Uh, I think it's a mix of armpits, it's feet, butt, and ketchup. Maybe a little makeup? If you if you remember correctly, Trump uh, what likes to have a steak well done, and then he completely coats the entire top of it in ketchup. ketchup. Yeah, and I remember he had that, that freak out in the White House dining room and threw a plate and there left a big ketchup stain on the wall. <laughs> He's saying he does eat a lot of ketchup, so he's oozing the aroma. (laughs) Yes. That's part of his makeup, dude. I mean, I think that that's what comes out. But Smelly Dawn. It's not makeup. Come on. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Smelly Dawn is uh, back. Dawn is always saying, uh, you know, this is what I was thinking about. Uh, Donald Trump is always saying, like, this gentleman came to me with tears in his eyes. <laughs> like, we finally know why, dude. You smell like a bastard. You poop your pants. I was um, going to say, maybe that's part of the aroma. It's the armpit. It's the ketchup. It's the makeup. <laughs> and the fact that he's got a load in his pants as he's sitting there next to you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And remember this. And keep laughing. Keep laughing. <laughs> Real funny, huh? It is. If any one of you doesn't respect me. You'd have a big dump in your pants. Yeah, we have learned. Now we know. Uh, the funniest thing I saw during uh, Smellgate was Trump Tower in Chicago was uh, draped and adorned with a uh, uh, banner that said smells, and they put it right below the Trump on the building, and it hung for hours. It was really good, dude. Trump smells. Right. I somehow miss Smellgate, so thank you for pointing it out and bringing it to our attention. You are welcome. Uh, We will go to our next news story, but first, this financial update. The high interest rates combating the inflation has made homeownership almost impossible for many Americans. The the price of a hair curdler, you know, maybe maybe has come down a little bit, or at least the inflation on it has come down a bit. <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special Here is program. a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring you All the humanity and all the things. The date which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, this is a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. That's our brewski. Hey, guys. Well, hey. we've seen that. I'm going to follow up on the, the Trump, the Trump poopy thing. Hello, champion. Uh, hey, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> Do I, uh, I please, please dovetail, yes. Brown tail. I don't, I don't know if I should this. dovetail poop-wise or <laughs> if I should try to do something a little bit serious here, but... Give us poop. Yeah, that. We want to talk about poo poo. <laughs> we'll talk about poop. Okay. Well, I'll give you plenty of poop. Yes. Uh, I've got I've got a story for you that you are not going to believe. Mm. We've got a chess tournament winner in China who yeah. defecated in a bathtub, who may have also used an anal massage device to cheat in the chess tournament. Well, <laughs> is this all in the same room? Yes, <laughs> this is the same story. What do you Wait. mean? Okay, hold on. He's like playing, he playing chess, chess in a in tournament and pooped in the bathtub? So, no, what happened? Okay, here it is. A Chinese chess champion was stripped of his title and prize money after allegedly defecating into a hotel bathtub to get rid of a device he put into his anus to help him cheat. Wow. And how did the device help him cheat? Vibrate me once for night to rook seven? Yeah, exactly. That, that's, I believe that that's the gist of it. It says Yan Cheng Long, 48. Yeah. Won the amateur Zhang Shui or Chinese chess competition in Lingshu, Hainan province on December 17th. However, when he checked out of the hotel the next morning, a member of the staff found his bathtub had been covered in excrement. He couldn't clean it up, run a little water. Jeez. <laughs> that news then made it online. <laughs> With speculation that Jan had used some kind of anal beads, which were remotely controlled to help him cheat 
And but, then, but who was helping yeah. him cheat? He's a chess champion. <laughs> Who's going to coach him? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm sharing the story here. That's crazy. He then he then had to excrete it out in the bathtub rather than in the toilet. Quote, that is something, dude. <laughs> quote, based on our something. understanding of the situation, it is currently impossible to prove that Young and Jay's in cheating via anal beads, as speculated on social media. End quote. The Chinese Association said in a statement. However, Ugh, on Monday, yeah. they announced they stripped Young of his title and refused to give him his 100,000 yuan, which is equal to about... 14 grand in US dollars in prize money, even though officials have not been able to verify he cheated. Oh, God. But, they, really, they really gave it to him. Oh, really wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. You, quote Jan consumed alcohol with others in the room on the night of the 17th. And then he defecated in the bathtub of the room he was staying in on the 18th in an act that damaged hotel property, violated public order and good morals, had a negative impact on the competition in the event, and was extremely bad in character, the association statement said. Wow. So he partied, he partied with some buddies after he won the tournament, yeah. and he needed to get rid of the anal beads that he used to cheat with, and uh, he, just, uh, he just pooped in the tub. Wow. Well, that shows you the difference between China and America, because as we just discussed here, over here, we elect you president, but over there, your your chest title. It's funny, I actually gave my ex-girlfriend anal beads, and I told her, it's to improve your chest game, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Which girlfriend? (laughs) I give them to all of them. I have a drawer. (laughs) (laughs) Take your anal beads and go inside. I'll show you around in a minute. Right. I'll show you who's uh, the king will take the queen for sure. So that is so funny, dude. We do have audio of him getting ready to leave the hotel. How about a clean bed for this champion? (laughs) You need a clean bathtub, dude. Why does he have to poop him out? Don't you leave? This is my understanding. Don't you leave a little tail of those anal beads hanging out of your bottom so so you can just pull them out? But the thing about that, though, though. but he's he's sitting, he's sitting for who knows how long to to play in this chess tournament. You can't have something sticking out and then you're uh, moving around the entire time. And you know what, though? Think about this. Okay. If he had the anal anal beads in and he moved the wrong way, they start stimulating his prostate. He might have been expelling a little something there while he was at the chest team. Oh, yeah. He may have been jizzing in his jeans, huh? Trumping in his pants. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, We will take you back in a time machine. Let's move back about 25 years where uh, porn on the internet was new. Uh, It was a glorious year. And young Nikki Reynolds used to uh, just put pictures in front of random people as they were broadcasting on the air. Pictures Pictures that sear in your brain for the rest of your life. (laughs) I. Put a, a picture in front of a harness at one point in time, and it was a Japanese lady, overweight lady, in a bathtub. A chess champion. <laughs> she could be a chess <laughs> champion, spewing diarrhea all over herself in a bathtub. <laughs> like yoga pose. She was, like, holding her knees up, so her butt's, like, pointing up in the air. It was like a geyser. Like, old face. <laughs> Old brownful. You've never been able to forget that, have no, you? No. This oh, fat God. woman in a bathtub spraying <laughs> diarrhea everywhere. Oh, you know, I, What corner of the internet were you on? Oh. Well, all right. <laughs> right, all right, all right. <laughs> said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Steve Harness. Yeah, it's puking. <laughs> it's with that. Steve, bring us back. Get us back off the ra- get on the rails. Okay. Listen, I hate to keep talking about Trump, but uh, boy, there's just been so much good news this week. And, um, you know, it was New Year's Eve. Um, a band that I have liked for many years. I wouldn't say I'm like a gigantic Green Day fan, but I like Green Day. They're certainly on my Spotify playlist. And yeah, you know, they've been cranking out hits to rock since we were all in high school. They still have a they have a brand new album out right now. Like they're you know they're still relevant and still touring, still putting the hits out, still being hired by you know MTV to do things. Yeah, they're big. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're, so they're, they're playing a big concert here at Fenway Park this this summer coming up, and yeah. tickets blew out of there as quick as you could. Yep, yep. So, yeah, they got invited to play on uh, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. If, is it even called that, I guess, still? They keep the title <laughs> that same, but... I wonder if they were going to play anything from the album Dookie. 
Mm, that would have been Trump's request, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> right. Instead, they went the other way. And, uh, you know, there's a, a famous line in their song, American Idiot, that uh, I'm not uh, I'm not a part of your uh, redneck agenda. But they changed it up for New Year's Eve. And, uh, Nick, do you have a clip of it? Mm. Way to make it current and topical, Green Day. And kudos to you on a big platform, New Year's Eve, millions of people watching, and they decide to out to the mega agenda. One more time. I'm running part of the mega agenda. Yes. Now, we've uh, seen Kid Rock recently come out with his opinions on politics, and conservatives love that, but guess what? They're all butthurt over Green Day. Now we got to boycott Green Day. The conservative little whiny snowflakes can take it, but they can't get it. And they're upset with Green Day for, uh, you know. And by the way, I'm not a part of the mega agenda. That's that's a pretty vague statement. It's not like he called Trump a a moron or someone that dumps in his pants or whatever. Like, didn't call Trump an American idiot. They could have worked that into the song. They just said, we're not a part of the mega agenda. And boy, the conservative snowflakes are all up in arms well it's the vocal minority unfortunately you know of uh, giving us a bad name uh, giving us a bad name that's yeah. right but you know it is those people who are like you know i'm maga for life the people who get a tattoo that says maga for life like you, you even know what you mean what what does that mean to you and yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not a part of that agenda well yeah. so so what yes yeah, it's really not even that hurtful of a statement. They didn't take out a fully automatic weapon like Kid Rock or something and start blowing stuff up. But, boy, the conservatives are so upset. Fox News had a hissy fit over it. And, and yeah, I mean, Green Day's lefty liberal. They're from the Bay Area, California kids. Like, would you expect anything uh, other than that? But I just, you know, again, we pointed this out on the show a zillion times over. Conservatives are giant snowflake hypocrites. When yep. Jason Aldean says his politics, when Kid Rock says their politics, politics they're all for it but then somebody on the left has the nerve and all of a sudden now we need to censor free speech and we need to boycott green day like get over yourselves you whiny little hypocrites and this is nothing new dude i mean if we go back to uh Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young when they, uh, in a poignant time, write Ohio. Uh, yeah. You know, all of these songs have been happening and ha- for decades and decades. This is nothing new. No. This is how we express ourselves as Americans, which we are, even though we're Democrats. Yes. And, you know, I, I, a lot of them are trying to say Green Day's irrelevant. They're, you know, it's a has been of a band. And like we just pointed out, these guys have been writing hit records now from the 90s, uh, literally up until right now. So I'll tell you what the real thing is as to why they're all butthurt about this, because th- these conservative morons don't like it when the cool kids call them out. And that's what Green Day is. They're a cool rock and roll band that everyone loved up until New Year's Eve. The conservatives love Green Day, too. And they don't like being called out by people that they think is cool. It's like when Robert De Niro calls out Trump. Like, Trump used to look up to De Niro like we all do. He's an iconic actor. But when the cool kids start calling you out, all of a sudden you get a little butthurt. Real butthurt, dude. Real butthurt. You're right. The more relevant, the more cool, the more punk rock they are, uh, they want to be in that club. And the fact that they're not, I mean, it kills them. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, this is the type of talent where the they're pooling at these Trump events for New Year's Eve in uh, Mar-a-Lago. Vanilla Ice was, uh, you know, the the headliner. Yeah, because he was valet parking cars. He lives in Florida. (laughs) Marlocker. Bring him on in. Remember Trump's inauguration? Three Doors Down was the coolest rock band they could get to show up there. Because none of the real rock bands want anything to do with conservative politics. No. In fact, they've said, like, don't use my music. You don't have the right to use my music. I don't agree. Yes. Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, Bon Jovi, tons of rockers have said, don't. Don't, don't put my music anywhere near your baloney. Yeah. Because, you know, the cool kids do tend to be a little more open-minded, a little more progressive. So, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Right. Sorry, not sorry. All of these rock bands hate you, Trump, and all you mega idiots. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, well, you got to give it up to them, dude. I like it when they include it in music like that. And that is, like you said, it's just kind of a quiet F you. So just take it and move on. You made it a bigger deal. Than, I didn't even hear about it until you brought it up, dude. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that's like the Dylan Mulvaney thing. You know, that would have gone under the radar. Kid Rock, Jason, you're the ones that made it front page news by putting this big spotlight on it. So, yeah, same thing with Green Day. It would have been a throwaway line no one would have cared about. But you're all having your little temper tantrum. So now it's been played on loops at nausea for the past week and kudos to you yeah in fact you know what maybe we should play it one more time need to know news news you need to know well gentlemen we've been talking about politics and pooping of pants uh so maybe we should talk about ramaswamy real quick <laughs> yes. uh, as he's starting to fold like a tent these reports are coming out uh you know he's being mocked as he drops out of iowa's debate saying cnn was mean to him oh. you know that's what they I mean, cnn was mean to me they are not fair are your feelings hurt, little snowflake Ramaswamy? <laughs> he goes on to say, you know, this is why Trump said this is fake news. This is, you know, the media is the enemy of the people. Like, they were mean to me, dude. I was just trying to get my message across, and they were mean to you. That's not mean to hold your feet to the fire and, you know, try and show you that, oh, you're leaving this part out. You're not right, sir. No, and these debates are supposed to have standards as they get further into the season. You're supposed to be weeding out the lower-rung people. And by the way, it's just so preposterous to me that all of these people in the Republican primary right now are competing to be second place behind Donald Trump, competing to be second place in a contest that doesn't have a second place. There's one winner from these primaries when it's all done and over, and it ain't going to be any of you. So what are you even doing? I feel like they're waiting, and this is a rehearsal. Uh, Donald Trump, at some point in time, is going to say, you're going to Hollywood. You're moving on through to the next round for vice president, dude. I mean, this is all that this is. That's the best case scenario that any of them have. Or actually, probably the best case scenario, and they're probably hoping for, is that his name is on this Epstein list, that he gets convicted of something early next year. Like Second place may then become first place when the front runner falls out, so I bet they're all really hoping that something takes them out of it this this you know the constitutional amendment thing the 14th, the 14th amendment, amendment yeah. yeah they're hoping that something like that takes them out and all of a sudden now they're first place oh yes yeah no you're right that could possibly be it but uh people are starting uh well people including myself said oh this ramaswamy could be dangerous and we've talked about before that uh as a minority uh we don't know that the republican party will vote for him conservative maybe i should say there is a difference right yeah yeah uh but people are starting to ask questions about ramaswamy and saying uh aren't we just seeing kind of a repeat of uh what we were asked to, to do as a nation uh you know when donald trump ran for president somebody at his latest town hall stood up and made a comment to him it lasted uh, a minute and 30 seconds and we don't have to hear it all because you'll get the the gist the point of it but she stood up and said i'm going to talk to you and uh, i want you to let me finish and then you can answer this is kind of how it went mr ramaswamy um just a few years ago we all saw firsthand the disastrous results when a ruthless capitalist a scam artist, a showman, and a liar with no public service experience became the president of the United States. And yet we are here again. My fellow New Hampshire residents are being manipulated by showmen and Trump wannabes to win our votes. Ouch. (laughs) Mr. Ramaswamy, you may be a millionaire and you may know how to avoid paying taxes by incorporating companies in Bermuda, but let's talk about your lack of job qualifications. You're not qualified to become the principal of my children's school of only 1,000 students. You're not qualified to be the select board of my town with a population of 16,000 people. And you're definitely not qualified to run for the highest office of our nation to govern 330 million Americans. Spewing nonsensical, fast-talking, empty words, interspersed with name-dropping Thomas Jefferson and George Washington should not be misconstrued as knowledgeable. We Americans should stop thinking that rich men who fund their campaigns and manipulate us into thinking that they're smart or savvy are qualified for the presidency, to receive the codes to launch nuclear weapons, and to become the commander-in-chief of our military forces. 
If we American voters keep supporting self-promoting showmen who treat the U.S. presidency or vice presidency as an entry-level position, then we, the American people, are to blame for the destruction of our democratic institutions. Please, wow. your thoughts, Don. Thank you. Please, your my thoughts. My thought is I just found my next girlfriend. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Please, your thoughts on me annihilating you for a minute and a half straight. Right. She decimated him. And yes, oh. we've taken this whole anyone can be president thing way too far. Yes. <laughs> my God. That was brutal. That was great. It was so brutal. And everything she said was hashtag facts. I mean, you cannot just throw in Washington and Jefferson, you know, sound like, uh, you know, you believe in this institution of democracy. And it's you. We see through you. And if you don't by now, yes, we have the American people to blame. Yeah. No, that was brutal. That was great. I'm sure he gave a humble response and acknowledged his shortcomings. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to hear someone stand up like that once in a while and uh, annihilate somebody. Just take yeah. them down. You just need was to be taken cute? down. No, she oh. sounded like, uh, Did you? What, what did you picture, dude? Tell me what you pictured. Oh, the most beautiful woman I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying she wasn't pretty, bless her soul, but she looks like uh, she looks like a teacher that's probably, you know, 50 years old, 40, mm. late 40s. I don't know. Well, you're beautiful. You're beautiful, lady. You're beautiful. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, so I bring you a bit of good news. Uh-huh. And it's an accomplishment, a big accomplishment. 13-year-old boy in Oklahoma becomes the first person to beat the original Tetris. Beat I didn't know you could I, beat it. Yeah, I thought it was infinite. No, he actually got to the game's kill screen. Wow. He actually broke the uh, world records for the overall score, level achieved, and total number of lines. I've never heard of anyone maxing that game out. So, yeah, now get out of your mom's basement and go cure cancer or something. Do- <laughs> well, yeah. he's, he's 13, so, I mean. Right. If you've ever been doubting your own worthiness or intelligence, just know a 13-year-old kid just broke Tetris. So, <laughs> good luck to you. He's better than you. Need to know news. News you need to know. All right. I'll be succinct about these, but they're both uh, legal uh, loophole technicalities, legal theories. I don't know. But first one, we've heard that, uh, you know, Trump is trying to say that he has presidential immunity and therefore cannot be prosecuted. And Jack Smith has asked the Supreme Court to weigh on this. And eventually someone's going to have to. But Trump is saying he has presidential immunity because he did these things while president. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. So if that were to be true, then Biden could, in fact, kill Donald Trump and not be prosecuted under Trump's own legal theory. So to me, that is a win-win. If Donald Trump proves that it is correct that he has presidential immunity, I hope Joe Biden goes and kills the man because he'll have immunity too. Win-win-win, right? It's above the law, right? I mean, we are. It's above the law. It's kings. Well, remember, uh, Richard Nixon once told David Frost, well, when the president does it, it's not illegal. Right. And again, this is something conservatives <laughs> should be freaking out about because can they not see down the road that if Trump's theory is correct, the presidents have immunity, then what do you think the next crazy liberal president's going to do? The, what is it? It's called cut off your nose to spite your face. Is right. that what it well, is? Yeah. Yes. I, th- I, I think they assume that if they if Trump wins, then you won't have to worry about a liberal president in the future because there will be no more elections. Right. Trump will just be king for all time to come. I yeah. guess that's what they think. And then yeah. and then Donald Jr. or Ivanka and with her large heaving breasts would, would be <laughs> um, queen, I suppose, or something yeah. like that. That's a good visual. I do like that. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. So that I, I just find that humorous. That yeah, Trump's saying presidents have immunity. So if he's true, if that turns out to be correct, Biden could just go shoot you in the face and everything will be fine. So hold out. He on. would, but he could, and he right. can't, so he won't. Well, hopefully he will if he knows he has immunity. <laughs> okay. And uh, my other legal technicality thing here, I just think this is really interesting. Have you ever been pulled over? Or seen someone pull over on YouTube videos or whatever. Do you ever notice how the why the, the, the cop will always come up and say, hey, do you know why I pulled you over today? Well, just looking for an admission of guilt. Yes. They're fishing. They're looking to yeah. see what you're going to confess to. And right. if they ever say, you know, like, they'll follow it up, too. Like, you know, you're, do you know how fast you were going? They want it. They're trying to trick you into giving up information for fishing, basically. Yeah. Right? So... 
In my uh, current home state of California, as of January 2024, police officers can no longer ask you the question, do you know why I pulled you over? They have to immediately Mm. state why they pulled you over, and that's the topic, and that's what they have to stick to. They are not allowed to go fishing for additional infractions. Uh, not even once they've gotten into the stop and I've told you why I pulled you over. I can't ask questions like, you know, have you had anything to drink? You got anything in the car? They're apparently allowed to follow up on the reason that they pulled you over. And the old plain sight thing still applies. Like if they could smell alcohol on you, if they see drugs in your car, like now they can go down those roads. But this is basically set up to stop police in California from going on fishing expeditions. Do you know why I pulled you over? Nope, you don't have to ask me that anymore. Yeah, Uh, and you know, for years, uh, somebody told me the reason a long time ago. For uh, For years, I've always said, no, no idea. You know, uh, and that's been my way around it. But this is great because not everybody knows that. And it'll just make things easier for you to tell me why you pulled me over, dude. Yep. State the cause and let's get on to that. It's an investigation. uh, And, uh, you know, uh, the fact that police officers like this can go on these fishing expeditions for as an investigation and then have discrepancy, uh, you're assuming that all cops that take the oath are good and are you know going to follow the boundaries and do the right thing, but they're not, and not all of them. But there's cops that you know use that to their advantage. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, you know how many people are in jail for fishing expeditions like that? That's how you go to jail. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, know your rights. And, uh, you know, there's a classic uh, precedent in the legal world of you're allowed to investigate me. You can ask anything you want. I'm not required to answer. And I'm not required to help you investigate me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kudos That's to California. What, no longer can the cops ask you, do you know why I pulled you over? So. And a lot of these videos, you know, I remember when these videos, these audit videos first started coming out. Uh, and I know... You you're really into them, Harness. I am, yes. Uh, you know, when they come up to you and they ask for ID or something like that, uh, you could say, A, I don't answer questions, or what crime do you suspect me of? Because they have right. to have a reasonable suspicion uh, that you are or about to commit a crime. Right. The RAS, reasonable, articulable suspicion that I either just have or am about to commit a crime. And if you don't have that, I'm not required to identify myself. Can you see yourself ever saying, you know, being pulled over, putting the window down a crack, handing the officer the stuff, saying, I don't answer questions? Right. So here's the do it. I've had this conversation with my kids that these are your rights. These are the things you can do. These are the lines you can draw, but don't do it. Those cops have you by the nuts when they have you pulled over on the side of the road. They can do anything they want to you. And then a judge may sort it out months later, but you are vulnerable right then. Your best option is to not get smarty pants like that. It's to say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, officer. Answer the questions. Nine times out of 10, cops get treated like jerks so often that if you just show some civility to the police, they almost always let you off the hook. It's happened to me multiple times in my life. My sister just got pulled over with me in the car and the cop came up and we could have given him grief and all but no you know sorry sir like we didn't realize we were speeding i i was on the way home from my surgery i was like just got an operation my sister's in from michigan just we were honest we were humble we were polite he let us go that honestly is the smart thing to do you know you can stand your ground but you're gonna cause yourself a lot of problems yeah you have to be ready to go to jail because you yeah. probably will go to jail and you may be you know found uh drop charges innocent whatever yeah. but you will go to jail most likely yeah and a lot of those audit videos are like that the cops are like i see i hear the case you're trying to make tell it to the judge but right here right now i'm taking you to jail yeah i'm not gonna hold court on the side of the road let's go so no i wouldn't do it unless i was in some really vulnerable position where i thought that was my only hail mary of getting out of it otherwise yeah. just be polite to the cops and they'll let you off the hook most of the time uh, and we say that is uh middle-aged white men so right do with that what you will because i know it's not that way for everybody so yes but this is one step closer at uh helping this process what a great thing to do california do show up to court i did that once where i showed up to fight a ticket cop didn't show up i got off immediately so it's yeah. always worth your effort to show up to court and see what can happen. I did another time. The judge was like, you know, you're guilty of it, but I'm going to knock the fine in half because you came in today. You've been polite. Like, win-win. Yeah. So. It's a win-win, dude. For crying out yeah. loud. Come on. I, it well, sounds like you get off quickly a lot, Stephen. 
I take my time with some judges. Uh, it depends what kind of robe you're wearing. You know what I mean? What's your uh, holiday horny scale at? Now that the holidays have oh. gone into the new year, where's your horny scale, dude? Uh, I've got a nutcracker, that's for sure. Uh, and it's not a little soldier guy. It's uh, yeah, it's off the charts is the correct answer. <laughs> All right. Well, my forecast is that you, after the show, will go rub one out. All right, Nick, you're brilliant. I'm wrong. All right, someone mark it down. I was wrong. Well, he just not right or wrong just go rub it out yeah no there's uh i've been calling it medicinal masturbation to keep my (laughs) thoughts clear and free otherwise i'm gonna go hook up with anything and everything so next time you go to your doctor be like hey doc can i get a prescription (laughs) in my little medicinal masturbation i I need good ky jelly (laughs) give me the the good stuff All right, boys. Well, show 101 is uh, on the chopping block. What are we going to do with it? Put it together and hand it out, delve it out like candy on Halloween. That's what we usually do. 101 for 2024. So on we go. Find the website, thevocalminority.net, and find us on the social medias, for the love of God. Please. Brisky? Bye-bye, Brisky. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. 